Hello. You are listening to Phil in your ear. Hard to believe, but I have decided to make myself a podcast. And if you're listening, thank you very much. Um, basically, our first inaugural podcast, we're going to have a chat with a good friend of mine called Andrew Luna Victoria, otherwise known as Andrew Luna to keep it simple. Um, yeah, Andrew's a good friend of mine and uh, we're going to chat about what he does. Um, very, very interesting. And uh, we're going to chat about other things as well. Maybe a couple of stories about ourselves when we worked together in New York a few years back. And yeah, we're going to chat then about what's going on in New York at the moment and across America actually with the presidential debate. And uh, maybe touch on COVID. Don't want to go into it too much, but maybe we'll have a chat about that. Um, and we'll see how things go. So just give me a moment and we'll get Andrew on the phone. Andrew Luna. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Philip. How are you? How are you, buddy? So, my inaugural guest, how are you keeping? Uh, um, I've been doing well. Um, Good. All right. I um, I'm in a cast on my foot uh, for another week, and then I get off okay. that and the crutches. So that's exciting. So do you want to tell me what happened? <laughs> so uh, yeah. So it was actually last August, uh, 2019. I uh, I tore some ligaments playing a uh, ultimate frisbee backup at, at a college, and. Oh. Yeah, I remember you actually mentioned me about this. I completely forgot about that. You had to get an operation or something, was it? Yeah, I actually had to get two. I got one back in June, and that didn't work. So then they had to do a more extensive one back um, at the end of September. And that Shit. one put me into a cast and, and uh, crutches. And so this should do it now. This should fix it. Fingers crossed. Well, you don't do, you don't do things in half, that's for sure. Um, so basically, Andrew, you are the first guest on Fill In Your Ear. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a quick chat about what you are doing at the moment in terms of what you were studying and what your plans are to do. Um, firstly, just to give our listeners a quick background as to how me and Andrew met. Um, so basically, I done a, a J-1 visa, which is basically like a summertime holiday visa in New York in Long Beach. And Andrew happened to work in the same place. And from the get-go, uh, we kind of clicked and we became good friends and we've been good friends since. And uh, we keep in contact a lot. Well, as much as we can anyways. And um Andrew's actually been over to my place a couple of times and we did plan on me going over to Andrew this year in March. It was funny enough because the day before I was due to go, COVID decided to uh, lock down the United States, which was kind of a pain in the arse. But, uh, I, you know, if that, that, that happened, but we've definitely got something planned for future, not um, a specific date, but uh, we'll be definitely trying to get over to Andrew um sooner rather than later but uh yeah andrew talk to me what what exactly have you been studying in college i, I know but let's say uh, let the listeners know what you've been to. um so i went to college for uh atmospheric science so uh, meteorology uh so the okay. weather uh you call me a weather nerd um and yeah that's kind of what i went for no i don't want to be on tv um i want to work like kind of like behind the scenes uh and just like do some forecasting uh, for yeah. uh, people, for Americans, I guess. 
or, yeah. or Europeans if they allowed me, but um, yeah. I, need some, I need some experience there first, but. Yeah, exactly. And just in terms of that's kind of the first thing that people ask, Andrew, isn't it? When um, when you go into this kind of uh, topic and when you're chatting about what you do in college, people tend to ask you straight away, oh, you want to be a weatherman. But it's not actually there's a lot more involved, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot more involved. Everyone's always like, oh, you're getting paid to uh, be wrong. And I I hate that. I hate that saying um, because anybody that tries to do uh what i what i do it is yeah. very difficult my coursework uh it's a lot of upper level cal- calculus upper level physics chemistry all combined together uh yeah to make a forecast and that's um something that no people don't really realize um is yeah how difficult the course load is well it was not of course yeah so <laughs> you, you you've just you've just finished recently isn't that right yeah, I just finished back in May. Okay. Um, yeah, and now I'm kind of still on the job hunt. I've had some interviews. Yeah, exactly. I've gotten close. I've gotten very close. Which um, is good. And yeah. Jobs, jobs, jobs are hard, quite hard to come by in that industry as well, Andrew. Which kind of does complement how well you've done in college. And uh, this is what we won't go into it too much, but. Uh, I remember when we, when Andrew was over on a visit with us a few years ago, he knows where I'm going, but uh, basically myself, Andrew, um, Andrew's sister, Julia, who is a lovely person as well, um, and Mark Regan, um, we, were, we were actually, Mark came down from Galway and we were due to go to Amsterdam. We, we were kind of, we booked that last minute, which uh, was nearly another story itself, but uh, we were sitting in the airport and Andrew was kind of, Andrew kind of said to us, he, we didn't realise at the time, but Andrew was like, Oh, um, college isn't going too well. We're like, what? And he says, yeah, no, college isn't going too well. I've kind of been, kind of been joking around and not been doing as much study. But I won't go into too much. He, he wasn't happy. He was doing quite well in terms of what I've done in college. Anyways, he was kind of, he was in, nearly hitting my grades, but he wasn't happy with that. And I know Andrew, in terms of what he's studying, was uh, it, it did require a lot, a lot, a lot of study, which probably he didn't give at the time. But look, <laughs> we look back on those kind of times now and say, we're enjoying ourselves because everyone done it. Everyone enjoyed themselves for a couple, their first couple of years in college anyways. But I remember we were sitting in the airport and Mark as well, especially me, Mark, um, my girlfriend, Quiva and Julie absolutely rinsed you in this airport. <laughs> we were sitting down having a couple, we were having a couple of drinks waiting for our flight. And I kind of, I was kind of glancing away as we were chatting to Andrew and kind of giving him a bit of a bollocking as we call it over here. And uh, people were nearly looking at us saying, what the hell is going on over there? But uh, no, I, I like to think that that was kind of a turning point for you, Andrew. I don't know what you think yourself, but just in terms of what happened going forward then, because at the end of the day, you did come out with the results that you are looking for. At least that's what I think. Um, and that's got kind of got you into a position where you're close to getting a, a job where at the end of the day, we can call a spade a spade. Like there is a lot of money in that uh, type of industry, isn't there? Um. Well, all right. Well, first of all, I'm going to go back and say that to yeah, yeah, let's uh, that airport, that airport uh, experience. Yeah. I remember waiting on the line for a security, and all <laughs> of a sudden, I get uh, my friends are texting me. They're like, "Oh, did you get? Did you check your grades? Did you check your grades?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, "I'm about to go to Amsterdam. I'm not checking my grades." And they're like, "No, <laughs> check or whatever." So I checked, and I was very disappointed. Then, like, I was like, "It was definitely a um, an oh shit moment." 
Um, yeah, but Andrew, 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 just before you go any further, like we need to just kind of emphasize this. You didn't fail many things, and I'm pretty sure you didn't get any fails, but your grades just weren't sitting where you wanted them to be. So let's not say you weren't at like a dropout stage of college. You just no, weren't where no. you wanted them to be. So, well, yeah, yeah, go on. No, up. no they, they, they weren't. There. And um, they weren't anywhere near I wanted them to be. And uh, then I remember sitting at that table, and, yeah, I was absolutely grilled by everyone. But that, that I, I needed that. I needed yeah. that. I, I think that was the initial turning point um, for me uh, to turn everything back and like actually start caring again because that was my big problem. And yeah. then um, I knew I had an internship starting in a couple of weeks and then feeding off what happened in the Dublin airport. Um, that's that I, I applied that to the internship. And then from there, um, everything kind of took off with that uh, company. Um, yeah. I was able to then present at um, the largest weather conf- conference in the United States uh, that following January, Yeah, uh, based on research that I did with that company. And um, then I actually continued it for pay until this past August. And then I'm actually presenting that research again in a couple of weeks at a much smaller but uh, more local weather conference uh, close to my college. But um, okay. Yeah, no, all of that, but that was definitely the initial turning point. Uh, well, what, what I'll say is, Andrew, in terms of what happened on that particular day, I could kind of see, like, I know it sounds real cringy, but I can really see in your eyes that you kind of realized, right, this is kind of a, uh, a shit up moment and I've got to get my shit together. Like, I know I, I actually had one of those moments too when I was in... Um, when I was in high school, if you want to call it over in America, but when I was in secondary school, that's what we call it over here. Um, I was in my second last year of school and I was nearly getting kicked out of school because I was I was the devil's child, if you want to call me. And I remember quite quite frankly being told, if you get in trouble one more time, you're out. And mm. that's when it's 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 a surreal moment when you when the penny actually does drop, isn't it? Because it kind of you look back and you say, Jesus, what if we had a put all this effort in at the start and didn't and look we were we're all young and we're still young to this day thankfully but uh let's just let's just be real with it in terms of what what it's brought us to like when that penny does drop it is a great feeling and imagine that like you're reaping the benefits as i've heard from you just there like i didn't know that you're you're getting paid for this internship i thought that had finished like you know and i knew you I, obviously you talked to me before about the um the uh thing in boston with the with the weather presentation and the conference like people don't realize but that's a massive thing to do like and not many people get the opportunity so like that just goes down to like the chat did we didn't do the work for you andrew like and that's one thing that i want to say to you like you know me julia uh and mark we may have grilled you but at the end of the day it was your hard work that's got you to where you are now and i think you kind of might not look to that, but you need to kind of see that that is what you've done and not like we, we've had a chat for half an hour around the table before we got on our flight and had a mad weekend. But like that, that <laughs> conversation, like, I would imagine kind of gave you a bit of guidance to let that penny drop and has kind of led you on to doing as well as you have. Yeah, no, it was definitely a wake up call. That That's definitely exactly how I would uh, describe it. It was definitely a wake up call. So even like a few weeks prior during uh, when I was studying for my final uh, exams I was like joking around with my friend I was like oh this is terrible I was like why did I do this I should have just became a gym teacher would have been getting paid so much more money to do absolutely nothing 
because in, in America, gym teachers get paid the same amount as a regular classroom teacher. Okay. So, um, right. so being a gym teacher, you got a lot of money and you do nothing. So I was like, ah, screw this. I should have just done this. And I was just like, you know what, whatever, whatever I get in the exams, I get in the exams. And then I was just like, oh, oh, that, 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 it was definitely a whatever. Um, yeah. It was like, no, I'm grateful for that experience. I'm grateful for that, for that experience. And what people also don't know is that this happened the, what was it, the second day of our like nine day trip. This yeah, yeah. Right at the beginning of like, literally right at the beginning of our trip um, over to Ireland. And it was like, like, it didn't, it kind of set the tone in a way, but at the same time, it set the tone in a good way. It got off to the wrong foot in a good way. And, yeah. Uh, it set the stage for a very enjoyable and memorable trip. Uh, well, because uh, that, nobody that, likes Northern yeah. Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, that kind of that kind of did set the tone, didn't it? In terms of that kind of lay, set us up for a trip where we're like, right, you you know you've got to get your shit together when you go home, but let's enjoy this week for what it is. And like obviously we went and had a great time. We well, to be honest, we've got some very memorable experiences from that particular trip. We got to see and Frank's house, thanks to, thanks to Julia, your sister, she was able to sort out those tickets and stuff like that. But uh, like that whole weekend in Amsterdam, that was just straight off the bat. Like to put into perspective for people that are listening, um, th- we we were having a few drinks at at a, a home here, and we were just chilling out, and we were debating on what to do. And the weather forecast for we were supposed to go to the Giants Causeway. The weather forecast was terrible though, and the price to get up there, we were going to get the train the price is 50 quid for a train ticket. And we were like, well, that's a lot to get up there. Like, and then I don't know where, I don't know if it was me or someone else. No, I think it might've been me. I just went on Ryanair and just took a quick look. And <laughs> lo and behold, these flights to Amsterdam were like 30 quid return. We were like, Jesus Christ, did we do that? So we didn't decide on it there and then, but we had a few, we had a few drinks or whatever. We were chatting away. And then um, few drinks, we killed uh Carmel's two bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of wine and a lot of spirits and whatever. But uh I'd say we got the second we 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 had finished a few beers or whatever, and then we got through our second bottle of wine because that was all that was left to drink. And uh I think Quiva and Julia had went to bed at this stage, and basically me, Mark, and Andrew were still up drinking. It was like tr- two, three a.m. something like that. And we said, you know what, fuck it, let's go. So we went and booked it and uh we ended up going. Was it the next day? I'm pretty it sure was it was the. Nec- the- it was the next day. It wasn't really yeah. that day. Um, yeah, it was the following day. So it was it like was we booked them at three a.m. and then it was the following day we went. Yeah, so, um, I oh know that that was definitely a trip to remember, and I'm pretty sure uh, we won't be forgetting that for a long time. What was your What was your thoughts on it, Andrew? In terms of at that particular time, if you can remember, when if we can take you back to when we did book it, what what were you thinking? You must have thought we were crazy. Well, all right. So that was literally the first day when I arrived. I arrived um, <laughs> from from New York. I arrived in Dublin Airport like eight thirty in the morning, and by the time we got off the plane, um, and uh, went through customs and everything, uh, and took the took the bus to your place, it was like it was the one p.m. and I still haven't slept yet. And uh, I remember. Just like being like, all right, you know what? We got to stay up. We got to stay up. Got to stay up. Got to stay up. And I was like, all right, because there's a five-hour time zone difference. And yeah. uh, I remember we were going to the shops in Kildare, where Kiva works. 
And uh, all of a sudden, we saw that thing about Ryanair, and we were just like, and you were just seeing all these deals. We were like, and then we went into Cleva's uh, work, and we were just like, all right, Cleva, would you go? She goes, yeah, I'll go. All right, I've walked these two days. And then we called Mark, who's on his way from Sligo. We we're just like, Mark, can you get your passport? He's like, what? What do I need my passport for? And we're like, well, we're thinking about going to Amsterdam or wherever, Nice, or we were, we were at the, every place. We didn't care. It was yeah, anywhere. Right, yeah, I remember uh, that. Those places, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mark was just like, I don't have my passport. He's like, I'm, I'm already almost there. And he had his sister, I think, drive his passport down to him <laughs> so, uh, so we could all go. And then we were arguing for hours because we couldn't decide where to go uh, yeah and at this point i still haven't slept yet uh for me with all the jet lag and everything next thing i yeah. knew we booked the we booked the flight uh julia and cleveland went to bed and then that's when we opened up the next bottle and it took us like like a couple hours to find the hostel and we were just like whatever we're just gonna go to this place and yeah. uh it just kept going and going and going and, and like I remember then the next day, um, well, I guess that morning, later on that morning, we were we had uh, reservations to go to the Jameson Distillery, and I was just absolutely, I was dead. I was dead from the night. Yeah, I remember that. Severely hungover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm very just still jet lagged because still from the time zone difference, and it was just I was like I was dying in there. <laughs> yeah, I was no, dying I in the distillery. But um, yeah, it's moments like that though is what makes the trip enjoyable because you don't know what's gonna happen. Like obviously yeah, it was like it was seeing it was seeing my good friends for the first time, uh, Philip, Mark, Quiva, and um, their family. Like I mean, this is the second time that I've um, stayed in uh, their home, so like it was good to see them again, and uh, it was just like like an adrenaline adrenaline rush that I had and. Um, that's really what I love about going over there because you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, yeah, it's, so, you're just, you're just hanging out with your friends. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll take you back to the year that we worked together in New York. So basically it wasn't like a, um, it wasn't like a friendship that we had that was just that we were in work together. It was uh, basically I had done something very silly um, won't go into it. Oh, that's what uh, you're starting off with. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going. We're, we're going to. We'll, we'll throw it back to that kind of stage, and um, this is going to show you the the good nature and good faith that uh, Andrew and Julia have been brought up by by their parents, who are absolutely amazing. And um, basically, we I got into trouble, and I was told, right, this was at the job we worked at, so I'd done something silly. And I was told, right, that's it. You're you're fired. You're out, and you've you've got to get the hell out of here. And um, so I was like, right. So this was kind of thrown on me straight away. And this was like within the space of two hours. It was I was enjoying. I had a couple of couple of weeks left of working in the beach club where we were, and it went from that to right. You've got to get your shit and get the fuck out. So I was like, okay, um, what am I going to do? So I basically just sent Andrew a message and just said look, I'm being kicked out. And he was like, what? So I kind of explained to him what had happened and he was shocked. And I didn't know at the time, but Andrew went back and told his parents. Now I had been up to, I'm pretty sure I'd been to your house once or twice before that, Andrew. That's right, isn't it? I'd been to your house once or twice. 
a couple I think, of times. Yeah, it, it was a couple of times because it was far from the beach club. It wasn't like yeah, we, like I like I took you out of the beach club uh, only a couple times. It was like most days I felt like um, that yeah, we got yeah. off at the same time. Um, exactly. But it was only a couple of times that you've been over to my place. Yeah. So the, this had been once or twice I'd been to Andrew's house. And um, I'd met met both his parents, absolutely fantastic people, and uh, have always had time for me. And I've always got time for them because they really, really, this will kind of tell you the good nature that they did and looked after me. I basically said to Andrew, right, I've, I've got to get out of the country now in the next couple of days or so. And this was like the, the Thursday, I think, and my flight wasn't until the Sunday. And basically the owners of the property that worked and they were like, right, you've, you've got to get out of the property. So I was like, where the hell am I going to go? And... Andrew's mom and dad sent them like sent Andrew down within like 20 minutes of him telling them that I was being kicked out. They were like, Oh no, sorry. Basically what happened was the owner said, you, you've got, I said, I needed two days to go. And this is no, you've only got one. And your mom and dad were originally like, Oh, that's fine. You can come up to us. And the second day he can stay with us. But then you had told them, I'm pretty sure you told them what had happened with what was said to me by Bill in terms of I've got to go in one day's time. And straight away, your, your parents are like, no, that's it. He can come with us now. And I ended up going up and staying in Andrew's house with his mom and dad. Andrew was actually working. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you were working. And so was yeah. Julia. Julia worked in the shoe store still. And uh, yeah, basically, Andrew's mom and dad brought me out for the whole weekend, brought me to all over Long Beach, showed me everything that I didn't get to see. And uh, yeah, like I got the, most of my, well, not most of, but a lot of the best times I had in New York were actually on that weekend because I'd done <laughs> so much such a short space of time and like I'm not joking like I wasn't allowed to put my hand in my pocket to spend a nickel that's how like kind they were to me and that was kind of what I think that kind of that stayed with me in terms of with Andrew and how close we were because I kind of went home and I'd obviously been disappointed that the summer was gone but uh, I still knew that I'd made good friends I had a good time and it was obviously unfortunate the circumstances that led to me being sent home but uh I could have stayed in the country, but I just wasn't willing to find another job. Like it wasn't, it was just kind of too late in the season for that sort of stuff. So I just said, no, nah, I'm going to get the hell out of here and go home. But, uh, you yeah, know, Andrew and Julie have since come over a couple of times and I've been over with them. And, you yeah, know, it's, 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 it's a good friendship anyways, Andrew, that we can both agree on. I think that's probably going to last a long, long time, you know, because we've kind of been able to relate with so many things, even though we're so far apart from each other and, we probably don't see each other nearly at all. We probably see each other once a year now over the past couple of years. But, uh, you know, I think we can both look back and say that, that that was kind of what got us through working in the beach club. Because let's be honest, we weren't all big fans of working on the beach every no, day of the week. Was. Nobody was. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was a difficult, it wasn't difficult. Like, don't get me wrong. We, we, we were really well uh, looked after in terms of what we had to do. The work we had to do wasn't extortionate for what we got paid for. But, uh, I think we, if we could have had a choice, we probably would have done different jobs in the beach club. Um, and pretty, we, we all know Mark was kind of lucky. Mark was Bruce's golden boy, wasn't he? He kind of got to do whatever he wanted. Like, But uh, yeah, no, we kind of stuck on the beach. But um, yeah, no, we're going to go to uh, something else now, Andrew, in terms of what I want to chat to you about. And I probably imagine you're not the biggest fan of uh, what I'm going to chat about, but the oh, presidential man. election, the presidential election, Andrew, we're going to chat about that now. Um, so 
obviously we've got now if i'm wrong on any of this correct me but i have watched uh, the the recent debate and the first debate as well which i obviously thought the second debate was a lot better um so biden's ahead in the polls is that right i'll be i think so i uh, i'm like pretty sure he is i'll be i don't like paying attention because i for me i'm kind of indifferent about it i think yeah. that both like both like we like where is the real like the real where is somebody that's like because right now there's such a major gap in the united states where like um people are just like it's it's re, it's it's kind of scary it's like it, it mm-hmm. almost feels like we're at like the brink of a civil war like the, the way that I put it is that if um, uh, Trump gets reelected, there's going to be a civil war in the United States. That, that this is my prediction. I guessed this like two, three years ago. Um, right. But then if Biden gets uh, elected, I, me and my friend, we joke that we're going to get bombed. <laughs> and oh, that, that, okay. that, that, that's, a, that's like, because like, like, we're just like, either, either way, we're both like, it's not going to end well. So it, yeah. it's, it, it's like me, I'm, like I said, I'm very indifferent about it. Um, I agree with, I agree and disagree with both parties. It's not like I'm, um, I lean towards one direction or not. Uh, yeah, but like, like most of the, most of the country is. Yeah. Like, well, what I'd, what I'd say is Andrew, um, it's, it's the same with everything. It's the same with over here with the, with the government over here and in terms of how they were elected in not, Nobody agrees with everything that they do, but obviously other topics are more important than others. And I'm not sure if you watched the debates, but I personally did. I watched both of them. And from the first debate, I thought Trump had an absolute disaster and he went backwards in the polls from what I had seen and basically just shouting over Biden and didn't give him a moment to speak. And now Biden wasn't there. Biden, Biden wasn't the saint either. He was he was in there as well with some shouting back and forth. Like it was it was so terribly, terribly ran and organized. And I thought the um the host for that debate, I'm not sure the guy's name, but he was pretty bad. Now I watched the one that happened two days ago, and I have to say it was a lot, a lot better organized in terms of what they got to say. It was nearly actually just a repeat of the first one, but we actually got to listen to what they had to say, if you know what I mean. So yeah. what, from what I picked up from that was, was that Trump kind of knows he's behind. Um, well, from the polls anyways. And from what I picked up on Trump, now look, I personally don't have any preference on either of them. Uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's not my particular country. It's not my country, if you know what I mean. So I've kind of <laughs> just watched. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've kind of watched with a, with a third person's perspective and um Trump kind of kept going at Biden's family and didn't really direct anything towards the people of the the United States. Like with uh, his answers to and responses to things, it was, oh, well, Trump, uh, Biden's family's doing this and Biden's family is doing that. And it didn't really, um, it didn't really kind of get to what the question was being asked. But in terms of what I've seen from Biden, I've seen Biden coming back with good responses and he was, um, he was kind of, very cohort with his responses and kind of hit the nail on the head. And it, it felt like he was talking to the people of America and not uh, in Donald Trump with the show on the other four. He wasn't. So it is kind of interesting to see where this is going to go with, uh, well, with uh, 
who's going to win. But what, what do you think is going to happen, Andrew, in terms of who's going to win this election? To be honest, I have no idea who's going to win. Because the way that... Because you have the side that... Uh, so, Democratic Party, the people in the country that are Democratic, they are much more vocal um, about okay. expressing their views. They are... So like, they... Um, whatever their view is, whatever like topic of discussion it is, whatever, just in general, they are much more vocal. They talk more about it. They are like, they are proud to say we are, we like, they are not afraid to say we are democratic. Where in the years past, usually you don't want people knowing whether you're democratic or Republican. However, and so that's how they are. Whereas the Republicans, it's almost because like, they because of how vocalized the Democrats are, the Republicans they keep quiet. So all you okay. hear about and all you see about is the Democratic Party and the people voting for the Democrats, uh, for the yeah. Democratic um, nomination. So that so yeah. that's the whole thing. So they're like, well, yeah, I know he jokes around and like I know everyone follows his freaking Twitter, which is big. that that that's a whole different story in itself. But like, you yeah. see him sometimes tweet silent majority, <laughs> which yeah, um, bless you by the way. Um, Thank you. <laughs> which it, he's not, he's not wrong, but I don't know. I, I don't know if I would say majority, but there is definitely a good group. Uh, good. Uh, there's decently sized uh, group of Americans that are silent about it, but are going to be voting for Trump. That so okay. that's the whole thing. Um, so that was kind of that was kind of the way it was last time with the election, wasn't it? Because Trump was behind in the polls to uh, Hillary Clinton. And like I know there's still controversy over that election in terms of how many votes people got. But um, just in terms of how the election has ran over there, Hillary Clinton did get more votes. That is factual. However, the way it works over there is completely different to over here with its states have nearly more superiority than other states, if you know what I mean. I'm pretty sure that's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, so basically, so the, I think that's how it works. Like I said, I'm not really, I don't really know politics that much. I don't really, I don't like to pay attention because of how crazy how it's it is done. over here. Uh, not, not really about how it's done, it's just how, that's like, the how, how, the simplest way is that, like, the way that works that depend, each state has um, a certain number of electoral votes. And based yeah. on how um, the state's population vote uh works how uh, how most of the state votes they get that many amount of electoral votes and then it's whoever yeah. wins the electoral college whoever wins that wins the presidency so like we saw in 2016 although hillary um hillary clinton she had more of the popular votes trump won the bigger states he won the more yeah. important states so then she got more points in the electoral college, therefore he became president. So that was the whole thing. Yeah, uh, there was there was one particular there was one particular state where it, defi- it nearly defined the election, wasn't it? Is, is that correct, uh, Andrew? In terms of when Trump knew that, obviously it was on defense at the time. But once they came out as Trump had won, I'm pretty sure that kind of swung it in his favor, didn't it? In terms of who he was or, or who got elected, I'm not sure exactly which state it was. Um, but I remember watching on the news because at this time, obviously, we were kind of Trump was. Let's let's go back to the start of the election. Actually, Trump was a big outsider to get elected in 2016. 
like I'm pretty sure he was like a long, long shot in terms of getting elected with the with the bookmakers, if you want to call them. Um, so like kind of getting there kind of piqued everyone's interest across the globe where he was in the final two and everyone was like, well, this actually could happen. But there was one particular state where he won that kind of swung it in his favour that got him elected into the uh, into into the Oval Office, if you'd like to say. Um, I'm not sure which exactly if you I'm not sure if you I know it. No but, I have no yeah, there's yeah, definitely people sure. that know. There's definitely people that know. But I, like I said, yeah. I have no idea. I, I remember watching the election with, uh, with my friend, or uh, with one of my roommates, and we just we we were just slugging brews. <laughs> and yeah. it, was just, it was just beer at the beer. I, I didn't really care. It was just like, all right, who's going to be president? I, like, it's 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 still the same thing. The way, and for the first time, I didn't really like. I guess my next election will matter more to me than this one because of my age. Like, although you, yeah. you have to be 18 to vote, um, and now I'm turning 22 next week, um, it, I, a lot of uh, policies don't occur till you're, like, 26. So, for okay. me, I feel that when I'm 26, that election is going to affect me more. Um, it's already kind of like I've heard rumors about it. Like, so for example, the whole healthcare thing in the United States, uh, yeah. I'm covered under my parents' healthcare insurance until I'm 26. That's so that's the whole big thing. So, okay, right. yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't have to pay for health insurance until I'm 26. Yeah. Um, and everything. And that so, was, yeah, sorry, go ahead, continue. So yeah, so I so like right now for me, I'm going to be covered for the next four years. I know there was rumors that I I don't know if it's rumor. I don't know because you can't believe anything you read on Twitter because yeah, you, you or anything at all, even if it has the blue check mark, you can't believe anything you read on Twitter, which is unfortunate because I I don't all, pay attention. All, I know that's a and, all social. Media. Yeah, yeah, it's all social media. It's all it's it's it's, it's very one sided social media. And like yeah. it's that whole it's the whole um vocal thing that I was talking about earlier. But uh, I forgot where it's going. Shit. Um lost my that's time. my fault. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um I You were going with Twitter. Back. You were going with Twitter and how you weren't to believe oh, uh, what oh, was said. Oh, apparently <laughs> uh Trump is saying that he's gonna drop healthcare to eighteen. Um that yeah, it's it's uh, from twenty six eighteen. I don't believe it. I don't think that's happening. Um, I don't yeah, think but that, that first was a big, was, uh, what? That was a that was a big thing in the election debate a couple of days ago. So like, Trump was saying that he wants to scrap Obamacare. I'm pretty sure a lot of people would know that by now, um, and come up with a different type of health system, uh, a health uh, insurance system that would work for the people of the states. But uh, Biden, on the other hand, was kind of like, no, we've got to. We've got to come to a conclusion where private and public health insurance is um, more competitive than what it is now at this current moment in time. Because I'm pretty sure with Obamacare, it's kind of it's good for a lot of people, but it does kind of still leave some people behind in terms of the lower class or the middle class people who are having to pay more on their premiums. So he's kind of trying to. He, his plan, anyways, from what I've picked up on, is he's trying to change that and make it more competitive for the public and private sectors, which will, of course, reduce premiums, is what he said, um, for people that are at home in terms of that haven't got as much money as maybe the upper class would 
And I'm not sure in terms of what you were saying in terms of 26 and all that, but uh, you know, he it's it's definitely a big topic that is probably like let's be honest, it's probably going to be one of the main defining factors for this election. Um, in terms of going forward, like you know, so it it would be interesting, obviously, to see how it plays out. But uh, what I'll ask you is, are you going to vote? And if you're going to vote, who will you vote for? Oh, if you want to uh, discuss. Um, I will say I'm going to vote, but I'm not going to say who I'm voting for. Um, that's okay. Yeah. I don't. That's I fine. feel like I feel like that's a personal note. Uh, like yeah, of course. Said, like, how, like I felt like many years ago. Um, how I how I was kind of raised, even so, was that um. You don't really, you don't want people knowing who you, who you're going to vote for. That's a, okay. that's a, right. uh, it's a personal, it's definitely a personal note because then people might view you differently. So oh, okay. um, yeah. that's the whole thing. So like when I registered to vote back in high school, um, I didn't register under the specific uh, party. I registered as an independent. Um, okay. So I'm very, so like I said, I'm very like, it's, I'm going to vote for whoever I feel the, who, whoever I feel will um, keep America safer and um, keep the, like whoever will make I know it's gonna say whoever will uh, can't think of the right words but like keep America safe prosperous and uh, just overall in a good state yeah okay that, that's that's the way I see it everyone's gonna have their different things but yeah, uh, those are my three. Okay, right. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And I, I, again, I apologize for asking you that. But what way? The way? No, you're fine. Yeah, no, I know you're cool with that. I know, but just so we put it on record. But in terms of over here, how how our elections work is we've got a lot of parties that run to get into government. So we wouldn't kind of we would have the the president of Ireland, but he kind of wouldn't have as much as an influence uh, an influence rather on the country than the likes of the government. So a lot of the stuff for the government will go through um, Trump, of course. And I, I know, oh, sorry, not Trump, through our president. Um, but our our government would have a lot more um, influence on how our countries run. So basically, just to go through that quite quickly, uh, a, lot of t- a lot of the time people will discuss who they vote for over here. And um, there's not really that kind of judgment in terms of who you vote for, you know, and... Um, at the moment, we've kind of got a couple of things going on where the last uh, the last election that we had for government was that we wanted to change. Now, what it was very close to changing, but uh, basically one of our parties, uh, Sinn Féin, uh, basically was, we're going to change the country and how it's ran and we're going to do things better and it's going to be good for good for the, the normal standard Irish citizen. And basically... They were going to change everything. But what happened was when it came to the elections, um, they actually made a big mistake. And this kind of put my perspective on it. Um, I don't agree with the government now that we've got, and I don't think they're doing a really good job. They've been in government like 120 days or something, and every single day there's been some sort of controversy around this government. But, uh, yeah, I don't agree with them. But in terms of Sinn Féin, um, these people that wanted to change the country, they made a massive mistake in not actually running enough people to win enough seats to have the majority of government. So now they're the the minority of government and they're kind of saying all these things that uh, would basically affect the Irish people. But they're not in charge now. And I think that kind of they kind of missed their chance to change the country in terms of running enough people because they, they won... By numbers, they won uh, 
they won more of the population, but they didn't win the seats because they didn't run enough people. But if we're getting to it in terms of how America is, obviously it's completely different over there. But if Trump goes in, let's just say if Trump goes in, do you think that, obviously you said there's going to be a civil war, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's a hard one to judge. Obviously nobody knows what's going to happen, but do you think like the likes of the big topics like the Black Lives Matter, the COVID, all that sort of things that are, we're currently dealing with, do you think at this moment in time Trump has dealt with them well? Um, okay, so I'm going to say, I'll be honest, I don't think he has. I don't think he has. Okay. For both of them, for the Black Lives Matter and COVID. COVID is harder to say um, about, the, all right. COVID is harder to say because um, I feel that there's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. There's a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence. Yeah. It's, uh, the way that I explain, uh, that I, like, like, the analogy I like to give is that this is literally, it's, it's like we're, it's, like we're in war. We're at a war yeah. right now, but it's an invisible enemy. So it's you're at, it's it's you're you're the world's in a state of war in a way. Yeah. Um, and nobody knows how to handle it. Nobody knows what to do. Um, everyone's all everything's only able everyone's only able to say social distancing and wear a mask because nobody knows what else to do. We've been waiting since March for a vaccine. Yeah. Um, and and everything and all that and it's. Like to, I guess, kind of on the COVID side of things, then I'll get to Black Lives Matter. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, but um, it's like it's here in America, COVID has become two things. It's first of all, it started off being um, everything works revolves around money here. Yeah, so I, I, I believe that in this day of technology. You're telling me that there's not one or two geniuses around the world that can come up with a vaccine or a freaking cure for this thing? Mm. I, 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 it, it's, but I feel like that the pharmaceutical companies, I know I'm thinking real conspiracy theory here, are, uh, right. are they, they, don't, they don't want, they are paying off these research labs and trying to make sure that there isn't a vaccine or anything okay. created so they can make more money. And that's what I feel like is happening. I get like, you're th- in th- literally in this day of in this age of technology, like this isn't like in the medieval times with the Black Plague where like they didn't have the technology for medicine, like people didn't know like oh it was healthy to shower yeah. and bathe. But like yeah, like like it just doesn't make any sense. Like you're able to do all these crazy like th- look at just look at an iPhone. Just think about an iPhone for an example. Yeah. Twenty years ago, this thing didn't exist. Yeah. Um, you see these old movies and you see people with the flip phones and it's just like, whoa, that's an old phone. But that was only like 15 years ago. Yeah. Like, like there should and like and think about all the advances in medicine that we have. Like you're telling me there's no way to eat like 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 there's no remedy. Well, actually, um, well, so, just yeah. I'll just jump in there. So I personally, obviously, it's a it's a horrible thing to have happened to him. But I think the best thing that happened for the people in in America is that Trump got COVID and within a couple of days. He was apparently, apparently he was fine, you know, and that's obviously down to this, um, this drug Regeneron or something like that, that they were talking about. Like, it, yeah, I was going to, yeah. Like, I and I, I was looking at uh, stock prices for this particular company that have made Regeneron. They went from like $15 a share to like $435 a share. So obviously this thing is working. The thing is now is that he 
I'm not sure if you watched the debate, but going back to it, he said that there was going to be a vaccine in the next couple of weeks, but he wouldn't promise it to people when he was asked by the, the by the uh, mediator of the debate. Oh. He, he, he said that there are two, possibly two, um, vaccines that are going to be rolled out in a couple of weeks. And he said that they've got the military on standby. They've got 100 million um, pieces of this vaccine that they're going to roll out. But the thing is, is... If we're going into the likes of a conspiracy theory, now look, we won't spend too long on it, but I do think that you're right in terms of a sense that somebody is withholding something because if the president can go into hospital and come out three days later feeling, well, saying that he's perfectly fine and healthy, why can't everyone else be um, be doing the same thing? Like, you know, and that goes back to the healthcare that we were chatting about. But, uh, you know, I, I, I do think that you're right in terms of someone is holding something back. But uh, it will be interesting to see over the next couple of weeks if this vaccine does come come true, which he said. But obviously he hasn't promised. He made sure he was specifically asked, are you guaranteeing this? And he said no. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, no, I, it, that was going to be my second reason. The second thing. Yeah. About it. First of all, I was saying it's economic. Second, it's all political. The reason why he's saying a couple of weeks is because the election is November 3rd, which is a couple yeah. weeks. So the way he's saying that is if he wins, he's going to release the, he's going to release it. Okay, right. The, the vaccine, which is, which is yeah. just terrible. It's just terrible. And it's just, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's, it's all very political, everything. Like, he's like, like, I almost, because he's been saying, oh, COVID's a joke and everything. Um, which I don't, which I obviously don't agree yeah. with. Uh, the rest of the world doesn't agree. The two hundred thousand Americans don't agree with that. Yeah. That Americans don't agree with that. Um, and so it's like there's two sides. It's a side saying, "Oh, is it a? Was he lying? That he even like? Do we are we are we for sure know that he had COVID? Who the hell comes out of the hospital in three days? Yeah. So there's that side. It's almost like it's either he was lying about COVID, stayed in the hospital for a couple of days, and it's like, all right, I'm fine. Like, all right, let me, let me show like them that's not bad." trying to like raise his platform of, of him saying that COVID is not bad. Yeah. And it's either that or like I said, like or which I'm kinda hoping is the more realistic reason because I want to get back to a normal life. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone wants to get back to a normal of life. Of course. And that they know how to cure it. And they know how to cure it or they know how to fix it. Because think about it. he's old. Yeah, he should be dead. He's let's old. let's put it straight on. <laughs> <laughs> like 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 you like we've seen the numbers, but like so that I, I that's why I don't know. Like and it's unfortunate. Like I said, everything revolves around politics. Yeah, here in America, everything is made into politics. No matter what the no matter what the situation is, um, I'm gonna and I guess now kind of with that, I'll kind of like transition to the Black Lives yeah, Matter, yeah, movement, which has also become, which also has become a political, uh, yeah, politics, yeah. Uh, political state, um. And it's unfortunate. I mean, um, yeah, I do. I, like, yes, black lives do matter, and that they are—they um, definitely are—they definitely do pose a higher risk. Uh, I definitely do agree with that. I mean, um, but for me, somebody that uh, went to college in Albany, New York, which is a very diverse city, mm-hmm. um, it's definitely—I'll be honest—it's it's the black city. Um, I'm someone that understands that um understands it because of that situation that i was in in albany um where i lived i lived 
in not a good area. <laughs> yeah. For my college, my college, my college house, it was not a good area, but for some reason that's where all the college students lived in. And it was not a good area at all. And um, it was, it, yes, it was a black neighborhood, but it wasn't, a, it definitely was not a safe neighborhood. Definitely was not a safe. I'm not saying it wasn't safe because it was black. No, I, that, like, I want to make that for the record. Yeah. That like, that guy, even if it was a white neighborhood and uh, it wasn't safe, I would still say it wasn't safe. Um, I just want to make sure that's clear. Yeah. And so I understand. I like obviously I, I I'm not I'm I'm white or whatever. So like it's it's def, definitely different for me over here. But uh, I understand what they're coming where they're coming from in a way because I lived there for I lived down in that area for two years straight over the summers by myself. Like and they're in trouble. They are in trouble, and I. It's it's the way that I see it is that everyone's talking about defunding the police and everything. I don't think that the police need to be defunded no. because yes, they make all their money, but all this money they uh, um, they get all this funding, but they need it. Think about what happens when there's a drug lord. What happens when there's a bomb threat? What happens when the SWAT team does need to come? In? That's where all the money goes to, and people don't think about that. Yeah. Well, I think what happened, what needs to happen, which I don't know why nobody has said. In America, to become a cop, you only need a uh, high school degree. You don't need a college degree. Okay. I think that you should you the, they just need to be educated more. So all the people that are cops are all the kids that didn't go, or all the bad students from high school that didn't become that didn't want to go to college, right? Then they're like, all right, we need to draw all. I'm just going to become a cop because anybody can become cops. And that and those are are the cops of America. Yeah. Are those bad kids? Are those bad high school students? But, so I just think that they just need to be educated more, and then that will, and that will literally change everything. Yeah, Andrew, um, I agree with I agree with you in that sense. But I like from my observations of it, like you know, it, you you can be as stupid as you want in school, like you, but like. A lot of a lot of the time, like let's George Floyd is the main reason why this is happening. Like this Black Black Lives uh, Matter movement is happening. Well, he's one of yeah, them. It's, well, it, well, it's the one that caught the, the caught the attention of the of the world. Let's be honest. Like it's the straw that it's the straw that broke the camel's yeah, back. That's all. Exactly. Yeah. But that, like, there's other there's other incidences where, like, let's get let's get this straight. Like anyone should realize that kneeling on someone's neck is not a good idea. But like, there's other incidences where. Like this, I've I've seen a video where someone was a a, a black teenager was 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 recording a, a Facebook live whilst he was being chased by the police, which I complete com, think is completely ridiculous. Um, from the young from the young guy himself, but that that that's irrelevant to what happened because afterwards, when he got out, he was running away from a from a uh, a, a cop car, two guys in the cop car, and they got out, and as he was running away, they shot him in the back, like you know, and it's. It's it, that's the kind of mentality that we're dealing with. Where you can say, "Oh well, these people are coming from schools that um, maybe they didn't do as well in school," but like he wasn't a threat to them directly, like you know. And I know maybe he might have been like driving this car recklessly or whatever, but uh, they shot him in the back and then they joked about it. Like that kind of just goes to show that not all police are bad. We all know that, and it's the same here in Ireland. But there are a couple of bad eggs if you want to call them and yeah that's what i'm saying yeah that's what i'm trying to yeah. say is that the police need to be educated more because it shouldn't be so easy to become a cop yeah. anybody literally anybody can become a cop yeah 
Uh, you just need to pass the the exam. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Otherwise, um, that that's really it. But like, I was gonna say, it, it's and then it's also saying, well, if you're the the black neighborhoods, they don't have as good of school schooling system. So like, the kids they grow up and they're not that and they're not educating themselves. That's the other half. Mm-hmm. And yes, I do. Uh, like, I do agree about that. But like, there are a lot that have the opportunity to make it right. And like I said, I went to Albany. Yeah. And which was, like I said, it was very, it was, it was a very diverse city. My school was very diverse. Okay. Most of the students came from, uh, came from uh, the Brooklyn and the Bronx from New York City. Yeah. Uh, so there, it was, it was very, like, it was almost like, uh, like out of. White was not a major a majority at the school. Yeah, that's just. Um, a, it was. It almost felt that. Yeah. yeah, just to put it into perspective for anyone that that is listening, like, um, let's just say New York is the capital. Of, let's just say New York is Ireland for a minute. Just put it into more simplistic terms, and um, so basically, Andrew would have been originally from County Mead, which is like half an hour from, not even half an hour, about twenty five minutes from. Dublin, which is the capital, of course. So he would have been kind of in that, not exactly, but in that proximity of from where he was born and raised to the capital of, well, New York, basically, New York City. And Andrew went to school in, let's say, probably Sligo on a New York term. So like he would have been out in the countryside, not in directly in the countryside, it would have been a populated area, but that's kind of what regional area we're talking about where Andrew went to college it would have been away from New York City directly so just to give you a perspective of where he was so Andrew yeah sorry I, I did cut across but I just want to yeah, no, so if you want to continue there while you're yeah. around yeah no I will I it's I, I forget I it's not that I forget yeah I do I guess I do forget that not everyone knows Albany yeah, exactly. and like no, geographically no, no, no. It, it, was, it was yeah it's it's like three hours north of New York City yeah um so that that example that philip gave was uh that worked out but um yeah no it's even when i went to college and i saw that there was all um very diverse uh, groups there was um muslim um blacks hispanics those were the majorities mm-hmm. mainly the blacks and the hispanics were the majority and um you see here they have the chance they have this is their opportunity to do well and and change whatever they have yeah uh what how everyone views them and their stereotypes and everything and you just see that they don't that yes there are people that do take the opportunity but then there's also there's also many of them i would say majority of them did not take that opportunity and transform it into and like and try and like be like you know we're gonna go against the stereotype i've been at parties when uh they're saying f the 12 they're chanting f the 12 they're uh they're chanting cops or pigs and everything i'm just like they're not even here right now yeah like they're, they're not even here whatsoever um it's not like they like busted the party they're just they're just they're just doing this they like they see a cop car they flip them all. Like, it, it's it does go in a way in a way it does go both ways I do agree that they are getting slightly targeted, but like it does go both ways. Where here you now see these they are able to get the college education. Yeah. It's not even that like the like like the blacks are just like getting 
kicked out of school. They're not able to work in college. They're not able to have the opportunity to even go to college. They have the opportunity, even with those bad educations from when they're younger. And they're not maximizing it. They're not like they're still there. It's almost like they're now going on on like the free limb. I mean, the spring before I went there uh, to school in 2016. So I was still in high school. Um, there was a situation on the bus where um, three black girls, they, uh, it's in the news, it was in the news, that three black girls, they accused um, these two white guys of beating them and raping Look. them. And basically, long story short, video came back from the bus. There was a camera on the bus. And it shows two white guys just sitting there doing absolutely nothing on a different side of the bus. And the black girls actually beat each other up and tried to blame it on the white guys. When they were, it was literally the video you see, like they were doing absolutely Fucking nothing. Yeah. Uh, they were doing that. So like, it's like, here are three girls that had the opportunity from the university. And that's what they're doing when they get okay. up there. And it's so like, so that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, it like, Yes, I do agree. Like it's still yes that they still are in danger, but like there needs to be reform all around. It's not. It does. It's. It's. Everyone thinks that it's one sided. It is. It is kind there's of one sided, but at the same time, it is also there is also two sides. Yeah, there's the a bit more weight on one hand if you want to put it that way. Two hands. One yes. one hand has yeah. a bit more weight in it. Um. Basically, what I want to touch on very quickly is just before we finish up, um, is New York. But they've started to defund the police there, I believe. Isn't that correct? Is that correct? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yes. That, that's, that's, yeah. Yes. So they, they, that's the perfect example is they've defunded the police in New York. And out of nowhere, they've seen record uh, crime taking place over there. And basically, everyone's starting to get up and get out. But by the looks of it, everyone's starting to abandon. It's nearly like yeah. uh, it's nearly like uh, Chicago, isn't it? Chicago's kind of a desert now compared to what it was. Um, obviously, there's different reasons as to why people left uh, Chicago, but uh, yeah, no, it, it looks like that. That that's kind of what it's shown is is that if you do defund the police, there's going to be a lot of crime and there's going to be a lot of ne- negativity around the area. But uh, what what's been your take on what you've seen of it, Andrew, in terms of how they're going? Well. Well, between both subjects, between the defunding of the police with the um, uh, black people of yeah. New York City, and I, and, and I'm 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 my bad. Uh, I'm not. I shouldn't be singling them out uh, against the people of New York City, and the whole thing with COVID, how New York City was the center of COVID for the world at one point. Yeah. Um. That 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 was the that was the major hotspot. Between those two things, and then then defunding the police, people don't want to be in New York City yeah. anymore. They they are moving. People are moving out of New York City. Uh, nobody wants to be in the city anymore, and it's sad. It's it's you clearly see it. I mean, it's start even start like even before all this, you see that. Um, even, I think last year it was. I don't know. I don't exactly remember when, but I would say between six to twelve months ago. They even decriminalized marijuana in yeah. New York City, so that so so you can't get so if a cop sees you smoking, he can't arrest okay. you. Okay, yeah, smoking marijuana, you can't get arrested for smoking marijuana yeah. in the city, which I, I like, whatever. 
But like, it, it's just, it was just, you see the trend of it going. So they, so now you're saying that you're allowed to smoke in New York City. Uh, you can't get arrested for smoking. That's the whole thing. You can't get arrested and fined for smoking. And now you're defunding the police. So you're really like, you, it's almost like you're zip tying the, the you're handcuffing the yeah. police. Now, and now you see the spikes in crimes, which nobody wants to um, say about. No one wants to talk about that. Um, and and it's just it's just it's just a straight fact. People don't want to be in New York City anymore. People are fleeing yeah. New York City, um, which is very unfortunate. Because um, New York City, as we know, it's it, it is a melting pot, and it is. Uh, I mean, you've been there. Yeah. You've seen it. Like, no one should want to leave. That's it. Actually. I mean, I've grew. I, I've grown up forty-five minutes outside of New York City, and I mean, to me, I don't see New York City as like New York City, like as like as like you would see New York City, as other people see New York City, which I guess that I think. But look, that's where the final. Like I, I, but I know it's one of the major cities. It's one of like the, like the top five largest cities in the world. Like I understand that, yeah. but like I don't see I don't see it that way because I've grown up right out right on the outskirts of it. But um, it is unfortunate to see that yeah. people are leaving. And well, that's, that, let's let's just it just goes to show, Andrew, you wouldn't have seen it from an outside perspective, but from from an an actual outside perspective, obviously we all know that um, New York is regarded, or not New York, sorry, the United States is regarded as the land of opportunity for people, and like that was something that me and my and my partner Creva looked at. We wanted to go to New York and live there for a couple of years and see what it was like because, like, from my time there. It was fabulous and everything was great. And the, the hustle and bustle about the whole city was absolutely surreal. Like when you when you come out of Pennsylvania Station, like the first thing you see is just crowds and crowds of people just going about this day that is full of just hecticness because it was such a busy area. And obviously it is going to continue. Well, we hope it will continue to be, but um, probably it won't be as busy as it has been. But like, that's that, that's kind of a sad thing to see that that's kind of being taken away from people that opportunity in New York you know because let's be honest Donald Trump said it himself it was his city he loves the place and like everyone that anyone that has a big multinational company has some sort of dealings in New York and like other major cities but more importantly New York dealt with a lot of uh, a lot of the major global multinational companies so it is kind of unfortunate to see but I suppose we'll have to like we'll have to let this play out and see what happens. But again, I think that the the election is going to be crucial in deciding New York's fate. But uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how things go. And yes, yeah, yeah, it, uh, yeah. yeah it will be. It will be. Definitely. Well, look, let's 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 keep our fingers crossed and hopefully that does uh, end up being all sorted and things are okay in the end and you know it doesn't fall apart like it looks like maybe it might do but uh yeah no let's 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 wrap it up there andrew uh thanks a million for coming on i appreciate it and we'll definitely get you back on again in the future hard to believe that that was an hour um so yeah no uh guys we'll we'll get this uh we'll we'll get this up for you as soon as we can and uh if you do enjoy it make sure to uh keep an eye out because there's going to be plenty more coming over the next six weeks i'm not sure if you're aware andrew but we are back in lockdown here in ireland so i've got plenty uh, i've got plenty of time to to get more friends and guests on and uh, we're going to have a chat about other things that aren't probably 
directly in, uh, related to the States. But again, Andrew, thanks for, so much for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, guys, thanks for listening as well and take care. So again, my thanks to Andrew for joining me today and absolutely love doing it with him. And again, we wish him all the best in what he's doing going forward. So um, yeah, going to get another one published in the next couple of days or so. So make sure to keep an eye out on my socials and we'll catch up soon, guys. Take care.